Hey, hey. How's it going? Who day? Who day? Welcome to the lounge. Who day? Think gonna beat them Bengals. Nobody. They gotta play us, fellas. Welcome to the Who Day Lounge, fellas. Uh, excited, excited to get rolling on this. Uh, Mark and uh, Mike in here, and uh, we'll also have Randy popping in on occasion. That's kind of the uh, the inner circle here. Uh, gonna gonna be fun to uh, to kind of uh, dialogue this journey that I feel like might end with another trip uh, to the big game. Yeah, I hope it ends up in the big game right now. I mean, the Bengals, they're the hottest thing that's going on in the NFL right now. Joe Burrow is just killing it no matter what. I know T. Higgins, he had his problems this past week. We will discuss that, I'm sure. But you got the double down of Mixon and P. Ryan right now. You got Jamar Chase. You got the defense going pretty hard. Uh, Hendrickson, hopefully he's good. We're going to touch on all those today, so hopefully it's all good. Yeah, Blaine, it's starting to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day, isn't it? The Bengals getting hot at the right time. Just a little bit, right? There's a good one. That's a good one. I I think this team's a lot more prepared and – kind of has a little more confidence even than that team did last year. And look what they did. More confidence than Joe Burrow and Money McPherson. Oh, that, that's, that's hey, it's, ripping sweat. It's, it's the same dudes just uh, with one year of experience already pulling that off under their belt. I mean, the AFC is, is crazy difficult. Let's, let's be real. Um, if it's in the NFC, I'd feel very confident. But the AFC is, a, is an absolute – juggernaut i mean it's it's a slog to try and make it make it through there it's gonna be kind of hard though in the afc i mean i agree with you there but i still think the uh bills are a very beatable team i think the Bengals have the perfect i mean defensive package right now just the pass rush that they have they can just screw up josh allen at any given time and I think they can really just take over the AFC. Hey, hey, Mark, that's interesting you bring that up because, I mean, that's the one matchup we really haven't seen. We haven't seen Bengals-Bills. Uh, we, we're finally going to get to see it well, Monday night, kinda, January 2nd. You kind of saw, saw it really – I mean, not – I mean, technically, but you saw it schematically with Bengals versus the Chiefs. Well, I know what what out. I'm in. I mean, I get what you're coming at with schematics there, but it's Mahomes and Allen are, are different dudes while being similar in to some extent. Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying though. You think the plan will be the same? I just kind of want to see those two teams on the field because we've we've had our way um, with Kansas City. I mean, that's kind of sure. unbelievable uh, that it's been that way. But man, the, you know, everybody the talking heads all over the place, they're all kind of coming around and saying, man, the Bengals are the dangerous team in the AFC. You don't want to play the Bengals the last few weeks. And that kind of brings us to the first topic of that, fellas. Which of these last five wins have you come away, the, come away with being the most satisfied after the ball game? Definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll lead off with Mike. Uh, I know yours. <laughs> um, so I, I, I was fortunate enough to, to head up there for the Chiefs game, and it, it was a similar vibe. 
as the playoffs last season, just getting ramped up, getting calibrated. The city's on notice. Hootay, 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 hootay. You make some big plays late in that game, you start hearing the banner music. Da, 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 da. And then a little course, bang on that drum all day there, Mike. Yes, sir. Exactly. And then, of course, that the guy outside the stadium. It's uh, the whole city's getting going. You can feel it. Um, we knew we could beat the Chiefs because the, the Bengals are a superior finesse team because they have more options at wide receiver. I think the game that tells you the most is actually the Browns win because that that's I agree. A, that's been a strength on Bengals weakness that has resulted in a lot of losses just with the running game Nick Chubb as well as Miles Garrett up the middle of the Bengals find a way to handle all that and pull out a victory that's a big monkey off of Joe Burrow's back so I think as far as energizing the fan base the, the Chiefs win is, is probably the biggest but as far as having confidence in our interior offensively and defensively uh, I kind of learned more from the Browns win well, that's that's I, interesting. That really is interesting. You bring that up, Mike. And, and I'll say this real quick about the about the Browns win. The way it kind of was done, right, with not having the skill position players, like you said, I think that's a huge deal. I will say this though, too, the timing of Deshaun Watson coming back to the lineup did definitely help us on on Sunday. There's no question about that. He's not quite there yet, and you could tell. Um, Otherwise, though, great effort. I mean, absolutely great effort. You hold an NFL team to ten points. You're, you're doing a, you're doing something pretty special. Absolutely, and uh, uh, Deshaun Watson obviously knew he was going to be a little bit rusty to begin with. And Nick Chubb, they were going to rely heavily on him, but the Bengals were able to stop him really heavily going in there. And I thought that was a Really strong statement for the way the interior of the Bengals defense can work out for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. I mean, DJ Reader, you're not running the ball when he's in the ball game. BJ Hill has been very good as well. I mean, they're getting healthy on the defense side of the ball. And, you know, they're talking about this Trey Hendrickson injury like it's going to be some it's, huge he, deal. He, He'll be he, all right. He played the second he, half with the broke. Play. He's gonna he's gonna put one of those big old casts on his arm like normal linebackers, the hard guys used to do back in the day. The club go heavily. He's gonna have the club. <laughs> hey, I will I will say a victory that I thoroughly enjoyed because I was in the building was that Panther win that got this whole thing really kind of revved up and going again. Um, yeah, you kept texting me on that one. Yeah, I mean, hey, Joe Mixon with the five. With the five, that was a special, special day. I mean, you you go back and you kind of look at what's happened since that game uh, on Halloween night against Cleveland, and the Steeler game. Always good to beat those guys. The Titan win was, yeah, was no kind of a really fun <laughs> one as well, and, and tight and tough. You've done this without mixing at times. You've done this without Chase at times. You did it without Higgins and Boyd. Well, that, like think that, about when the whole crew that, comes back together a, healthy again. Yeah, that's who. Th- that's the big. Yeah, thing no Hurst as well. That's the big thing about the Bengals right now. I mean, you got Joe doing everything he's been doing since that Panthers game without Jamar. I mean, he's got Higgins. I mean, Higgins obviously this week he got injured. Hope he gets back next week. But Boyd, same way. But, I mean, you've got so many different options, and we've seen 
different guys that have been seeing so much time right now. And Joe has not really missed a beat. It's like you don't really have to figure out what receiver, even if it's a star, you just put somebody in there. You could put my cat in there, Strickland, and he could <laughs> probably get a damn touchdown with Joe Burrow right now. Hey, put Strickland out there out in the slot. See what happens. He's probably not that much uh, smaller than Trent Taylor. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I, you know, it's 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 funny because I think we all have a game in that stretch. It's it's been impressive to watch, and that's what I kind of want to bring up next year, guys. So, the nine and four record, obviously, very impressive. Um, but think about what it also could have been. Think about some of the games. Which loss so far this year has been the toughest for you guys to kind of take? Um, and, and we'll go ahead and, and bring out the, the Rolodex here and give you the choices. A, the opening day loss to the Steelers. Uh, the tough one, you know, the overtime. We know about the injury to the long snapper, the whole situation there with McPherson. Had the whole operation messed up. You had five turnovers. You didn't play the line together one snap before that game. No. Tough one, right? Okay. Hey, the, the Cowboy game was a – was just one of those ones where you, you go back and you look at it and you say, okay, Micah Parsons was good, but, man, we'd like to have played them now. Yeah, They're a good team, the, too. You know. that, that's one you just look back at and you think, what in the hell just happened? Right? <laughs> the, the Raven one was tough because of the fashion that it happened and not taking points at the goal line down there was, was really <laughs> tough to deal with. And losing to a vision game. Blaine, Blaine, you're just giving me PTSD right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then obviously the Browns the Browns game. The Browns game on Halloween was was, was terrible. But we'll go ahead and give that one as the one that like we can't really be mad about that. We we got our ass kicked, didn't have chase, wasn't ready for that game. And it and it showed, right? In Halloween night in Cleveland. That's the only ass kicking though. Which which of the three then? Which one hurt the most? I, I'm going to go with the opening day loss to the Steelers. The, the Bengals just tried so hard to lose that game. I think <laughs> oh, five yes. turnovers and Money McPherson inconceivably misses a field goal. I, weren't the laces out or something? Oh, it was the long snapper situation. Yeah, Mike. I mean, there were there were a lot of things wrong on that operation, but. I mean, there there were just so many attempts to lose to the Steelers, and the, and the Bengals just barely pulled it off. I mean, yeah, you almost got away with a tie in that thing, honestly. Yeah, I I agree with that one. That's my number Plus one. Plus, the Steelers for I, crying I, out if loud. Go, if I have to go against that on on another one, I think the Cowboys game. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Mark, mean, that's America's team now. How that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. But how Burrow almost got 200 yards and touchdown, and we were beating their asses in the first quarter or the fourth quarter, and just got the hell. Oh hey, no! I mean, hey man, a couple couple 50 yard field Cooper goals Rush. there for, for Mar. Cooper Rush, you yeah. lose the Cooper Rush. You know the one though that really, if you look back on it now, that we're we're gonna kick ourselves the most for is that Raven game, because yeah. at this point in time, that's 
while they still have the division lead on us is because of that game. Yeah. Because, you know, at least now we're sitting at two and three in the division after these last two wins against the Browns and against the Steelers, you know, both those revenge games. Hopefully we complete the tour there on uh, the 8th of January against against Lamar will be back by then. But I'm hoping that they lose we the hope so. before then. Yeah, I mean, they hope so. They hope so. But, I mean, J- Burrow, I mean, he had a hell of a game against the Ravens. Yeah. So he had 217 touchdown, only one pick. The Ravens, they didn't really have much on offense. So I don't understand how the hell that game turned. Well. I mean, not not taking the points down there was you got to take points, and that's a question yeah. that I have ha, kind of wanted to also get into here, guys. Before we kind of start really thinking a little more about the the back end here, is like, do you feel good about Zach Taylor as the head football coach? I like him a lot, mm. but there are times sometimes where I'm like, man, what's he thinking? Old Zach Attack Taylor. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Blaine. That's interesting. That's a loaded question. It is a loaded I, question. It's fair. I mean, the guy got a super I like his attitude. But, man, very there's times loaded. I wonder about him. Is he bringing anything to the table? Is, is he helping? Do they win in spite of him sometimes, I wonder? It, it seems that way. The, the late game decision-making. You talk about that Steelers game. I mean, early on in the year, you break down those four. Okay. There were a lot of situations that were questionable. I don't know if he's the greatest in-game adjustment coach. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I think you have. I, I don't believe in CEO head coaches. I'll put it that way. I think you got to bring something to Blaine. the table. And I, I just don't know what it is with Zach Taylor. Okay, so, Blaine, so Mark, you have Mark. What, what, what do you got there, buddy? I mean, you have my idea on this one. You leave no doubt tonight. You leave no doubt tonight. Zach Taylor <laughs> seems like a Bill Stewart, pretty much a younger Bill Stewart at this point. Okay. I mean, wow. I feel like he is feeling he was hired after Marvin to fill a role that the Bengals don't really know what they want to fill at this point. So they just threw him in there, and after a couple of years, he's done pretty good. So what we can see right now, he has made it to the Super Bowl. You can't argue with exactly. that success. Exactly. You can't argue with that success. So you got to just keep him going at this point, and then if something happens here in a year or two, then we'll see what happens. But in my honest opinion, I I kind of like him. I kind of like what Zach Taylor has. He's got that kind of energy. He's got the energy like Bill Stewart did with West Virginia. He's got the energy that inspires Cincinnati, inspires the entire town, that's inspires a good, the entire fan base. That's a very good point, Mark, about kind of the the energy that he brings. And he does get the players ready to play. And they, I mean, you think about last year, you know, the why not us? Oh, mantra. yeah. The uh, and, every getting the game ball to uh, all the bars and Cincinnati I mean, beautiful. Game. Yeah. Yeah. That so, was I mean, great. That was perfect. Yeah. He is a, yeah. And you know what? That's, I mean, it's a good point. And the question it begs, and like it's the NFL. So, like, you never know what'll happen. But it's like, 
it always depends on the quarterback and the head coach marriage, right? And I feel like Taylor and Burrow have a really good one, and oh, and that's uh, definitely and helping the, Taylor to be where he's at. It's not only Taylor; it's Taylor because he's an offensive guy to begin with. I mean, you got Taylor, you got Burrow, you got Mixon, you got Piran, you got Boyd, you got Higgins. What in the hell more do you want? <laughs> I will say too, you know, Mike, to the point that we're talking about. He does seem like a really uh, exceptional players coach. And so there is something for that when you have as talented as a team as the Bengals have, I think. Gun to the head, life on the line. Zach Taylor's got to dry up the perfect play. And your quarterback is Jared Goff. Now, time out. His his quarterback is Joe Burrow, though, so that's what I love. I just I was trying to think of the fifteenth best quarterback. You're challenging me on that one. Okay, okay. But I think this already happened, guys. He was the office coordinator for the Rams, so I think we've seen this before. Yeah, good point. But we're challenging this one right now, right now. Okay, repeat it real quick. What I'm saying is, if if Zach Taylor. If your life was on the line and you were just dealing with with an average quarterback, not great, not terrible, Goff was the first example that came to mind. Are you trusting him with your life to make the right call and handle that? Last Mike, short, short answer is real quickly here, the way Goff's been playing lately, yes, absolutely. Um, Forget was, about Goff. Right, thank you, uh, Blaine, for breaking in for my <laughs> – Answer. <laughs> but but I'll also I'm say this say too. Same damn thing. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. Like much better for both. Yeah. Taylor Taylor did have the confidence to call that play there to end the game against the Chiefs. Like I, I'll give him a lot of credit for that call there with Burrow on the slant to Higgins. So man, he he's had some piss poor time management. Yes, late in the game this season. Some, so yeah, some I'm time just, management. But I, yeah, I won't even go there, Mark. I just think there's just times where I'm like. Decisions around the goal line, let's just take points. We have a great kicker. We have an offense that's going to score points. Let's can keep compiling them. When he sometimes doesn't take points, that drives me nuts, like in the Raven game. But otherwise, I, I get what you're saying, Mark. He's the master motivator and, and, and inspires the city. So, it's Yeah, that's, that's what you need right now. I mean, yes, he does have this poor decision-making late-in-game situations. He does have piss poor decision making with uh, offensive situations late yeah. in the game, but still, he is an inspiring force for the city, and it's something that Cincinnati hasn't seen in a long time. I mean, they didn't—they didn't see that with Marvin Lewis because Marvin Lewis was kind of a blah blah kind of guy. You worst know? worst hard knocks by far. Exactly. Hey, but it's exactly. what made me fall in love with the Bengals, well, guys. Well, no, no. Well, Ocho Cinco. Well, now, Chow, Ocho, please. I was, Chow, I was about please. to say Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco saves that one. And Pac-Man, too. Shout out to my buddy Pac-Man. <laughs> he bought me tutors one time. <laughs> but, yeah, but I still think that the Bengals right when, now. <laughs> when did he? When did he buy? You? I'm sorry, I got I got to hear more of that story. What? 
I agree, to, Mike. I agree. I want to hear this Pac-Man to, Tudor story. And also, I want to I want to make a petition for Tudors to make a Pac-Man biscuit. Why not? It's a legend. That's a good one. Well, uh, okay, when I was in law school, it was back in, I think, 2014, 2013, one of those years. The Bengals were off that year, that week. And Pac-Man came up, and he was at the WVU game. So I lived right behind the Suncrest Nickel. And if anybody knows the Suncrest Nickel, throw Mark Basham's name there. You'll probably get five bucks off a drink. Frequent Blaine, customer. Blaine, he's like he's like Blaine, Norman yeah. Cheers there, Mark. Blaine, you know that. It's probably the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I used to have a bunch of people. That's this was when I was covering West Virginia football. And I would always have a bunch of people just sleep in my apartment behind the nickel. And there was literally about 15 people in my apartment two-bedroom apartment and i would go over and get tutors for everybody every morning because i was a media member so i wasn't the drunkest one (laughs) (laughs) and the drunkest the right right he didn't say he was totally sober either though mike (laughs) Well, I, hey, Vernon, how you doing? <laughs> the, the press conference is three and a half hours. Statue yeah. limitations. Yeah, but I went over to <laughs> Tudor's right across the street because we live, like I said, we live behind Nickel. And I stood in line. I was wearing a Bengals jersey. And in front of the line was Pac-Man from me. Wow. And, he just started bullshitting with me about WVU and the Bengals and everything. And then next thing I know, the person, as soon as I got to the front line, said, this guy in front of you just uh, bought your meals. All so right. He, wow. He bought the meals for about 15 West Virginia fans that were passed out in my apartment floor. What a guy. That's who day nation and Mountaineer because, love all at once. Yeah, just because I was wearing a Bengals jersey, he bought a meal for 15 people. <laughs> that, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I wish I could have been inside that Tudors. I wish I could be inside of Tudors right now. I mean, that's, it is what it is. That's, that's just a great establishment. But a great human to have inside that establishment. One year I went up to a Bengals training camp, and and you know how like usually guys like seriously strip down to the right whistle. Pac-Man was the guy jumping around, dapping everybody up, saying what's up. I don't think he stretched once. I he didn't he didn't need to stretch. <laughs> but but after the game, like after training camp, he was like over with the fans, so accessible. And I think most of them were West Virginia fans. I snapped a photo. He's he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man. Pac-Man's a hell of a guy, too. And uh, rest in peace, Chris Henry. He was a hell of a guy, too. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to meet hey. Chris Henry on multiple occasions, and I, uh, it's tragic, tragic love, situation. But love the relationship, though, that Pac-Man still has with Chris Henry. Absolutely, yes. That's what I was going on. The uh, re- relationship that Pac-Man is taking on with Chris Henry's kids, it's unbelievable that somebody can have that such close of a relationship, not only in college football, but in pro football, that you can see that. I believe Bill Stewart's son also still on the Steelers staff. I've seen that clip of him talking to Mike Tomlin about him. Yeah, I yeah, I've talked I know Blaine. He's uh yeah, he's still on there. That's yeah. And you know I'm I'm not saying anything more because I'd hate the Steelers, but So he's <laughs> Blaine, Blaine Stewart, the next coach of West Virginia is is that what you're hiding? <laughs> I don't I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't well, think so. If you want to talk to the next coach, head, uh, West hey, Virginia. And you know we'll what? Save that. Yeah, we'll save that for Mountaineer for Mountaineer time. But it's kind of funny. I how thought that was the only reason you had me on. I'm doing. <laughs> I tell you this, it's kind of funny the how close and how how much of a relationship some of West Virginia's better players have had to Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it's. I you think mean, about Rich Branham, you know, an All American at WVU goes to Cincinnati is phenomenal in the pros. Chris Henry, Pac-Man, uh, just name something, John Thornton. You know, there's been some really good players that I have mean, played. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, Chris Henry, look how he did at Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati. I mean, he did great with the uh, Bengals and with West Virginia. He had, obviously, his flaws. Everybody knows that. And Pac-Man had his flaws. Everyone knows that. But both of them, I mean, contributed to playoff teams for the Bengals. And as a Bengals fan, you know, that's not really uh, something you can... Hey, Mark, I'll say this, though. Becoming more and more a thing that we should expect. Let's say that. It is. It is. And it's a good thing. so damn good. And you know what's funny? That game I went to, the Panthers game, right? John Thornton yeah, you, out there playing uh, football at halftime, throwing around passes with with the veterans, and then Pac-Man was the ruler of the jungle. So it's like there's yeah. a strong bond there. Hey, so fellas, you know we, we're sitting here kind of talking all about a Mountaineer connection to to uh, <laughs> to the Bengals that we don't have anymore. What <laughs> I wish we had one right now. Kind of kind of uh, sad, but how uh, many fields last week? Tony Fields actually helped us with that block punt or with that uh wow. <laughs> excuse me. Tony Fields helped let's us with go. that uh roughing the go. punter penalty, you know? That yeah. was good. Let's go, uh Quincy Wilson. He had a little bit of run. Oh yeah, that's true. Hey, um well so you know, let's let's get into the game last Sunday. Okay. Did did you guys ever feel like it was in doubt? I will say like first drive when they're moving the ball. And then they go for on that fourth and one, and they didn't get it. It was kind of like, okay, all right, we're good. But like that first drive, they were moving, and I'm kind of like, oh, I didn't like that. But then once we scored, you felt like eh, we were going to kind of control this game. Watson just didn't look good. That's the problem with Deshaun Watson right now. I mean, that's the thing that Cincinnati, I believe, took advantage of because Deshaun Watson, they haven't had any tape on him this year nobody knows what to expect so you just 
attack what you've seen two years ago. And that's what they did with Deshaun Watson. And I think they did successfully. And they got that interception. So I think they did a pretty good job with them. Huge win. Have you guys ever been to a Bengals-Browns game? I have not, Mike, and I'd like to go to one. I, I, I've i been to one in Cleveland. It, it is an interesting collection. I got my in- ass kicked. <laughs> well, on to the interesting collection of humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I could believe it. That that's a fiery game. That's one you kind of have to have your head on a swivel on the concourse. Usually, the Browns actually outnumber the Bengals at Paul Brown. I wasn't there. I don't know because it's, it's not Tuesday, anymore. Tuesday, not Tuesday, anymore, Mike. But but the, with the no. Browns, kind of this weird like ooh, 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 like dog pound noises that they start. Oh, so course of the game um so that's that's a big one to get uh, i was but, just but it's but, big that the Bengals were able to break the streak with the brown suit yeah every other time it's just been the nick chubb party and it, it was it was nice to control that football game i mean that was the key to the game being able to slow down nick chubb the way they did it it, it was easily the reason why they won the football game. I mean, they could not run the ball the way they needed to, and then Watson was just not there. Correct. He doesn't have great, doesn't have great players. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones was amazing for them. That was kind of People kind of Jones, wild to see. I feel like Peoples Jones, everybody expected, it, but Deshaun Watson, who expected him to come out right out of pretty much NFL jail and compete the way that you wanted him to compete. I mean, he was, what, a 50% completion percentage with 275 and touchdown? I That's average numbers. That's David Mills' numbers. <laughs> David Mills. <laughs> I don't know. Mike, you got anything there? I, I don't really got much on Davis Mills. I remember him. <laughs> Heck, um, uh, I do have something for you. Gotta fans. admit, that's good. That was a good comeback on that one. <laughs> if we got any other sport fans, Carlos Correa, thirteen years, three fifty to the Giants. Ooh, just now. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, but no, I feel great about Sunday. Feel great. I do. I do too, Mike. Uh, the way we kind of played that game out, and, and also I'll, I'll say this. When Jesse Bates made that pick, and that was a phenomenal play, it just kind of was the exclamation point on top of, like, how good the defense was all day. And Burrow was kind of looking a little off there because their defensive line is very good. I mean, Miles Garrett is special. and But we did a much better job this time than we did Halloween night. The offensive line should get a lot of kudos for the way they kind of controlled oh, that game. Absolutely. The offensive line's been great. I mean, that's – one of the most underrated parts of the Bengals this season because everybody all the past two years have been saying the offensive line for the Bengals are complete crap, are complete crap. But this past year, every single member on the offensive line has stepped up. So I am looking forward to seeing what they can do against uh, actually, I think a good defensive line with the Buccaneers this weekend it's a good segue right to it how are we gonna yeah. do it how are we gonna yeah. do it 
<laughs> I think so. Um, excited to see this game. And also, I'm a little nervous about this game. How do you guys feel about it? I- I'm nervous about it, man. Brady coming off of an ass-kicking on national TV, like, eh, at home. They've been bad, but it, I'm, I'm nervous about it, I have to say. I'm not running to the window to go bet it right now. I'll say that much. I I, I don't bet against Tom Brady. I just don't. <laughs> I never have. I've learned my lesson at this point. I'll give him that. I mean, the running back situation, Fournette, I'm not convinced Fournette's a great running back. Defensively, I mean... White is a beast. David's a beast. But beyond that, I don't know what to say with the Buccaneers at this point. I I, I think this is one where you got to feel good uh, about the Cincinnati Bengals. Because if you look at everything that the Bucs have, the Bengals have it just better. Clutch quarterback. Okay, we got one, but he's young. Right, right. Elite outside receiver. You got Mike Evans. I'll take Jamar Chase over Mike Evans all day. I'm not thinking twice about it. I'll even take T. Oh, Higgins no. over Mike Evans right now. Is is, is I'll God, take I'll yeah. I'll take Higgins or Boyd over Evans. I'm I'm not a big uh it, but depends on the health too. Not a big Bucks head, but is is God when he's playing. <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, he, he has explosiveness. I'll say that. I mean, they, they have a good receiving core when healthy, but it's just, it has not come together for him this year. I mean, he's plain and simple. He does good after, I mean, when he gets the ball, I mean, after the catch, he's great, but he was great before he got a contract. That's the key. So, well, that's kind of sometimes how it works, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, it, that's it does. how the NFL works. Yeah. Uh, now, we'll say this too. Um, when you when you look at this game, and the way Tampa has just continued to kind of hang around, struggled all year, but they've won a few games where it's like, man, they should not have won this game, and they found a way to get it done. They'll probably still make the playoffs because how bad that division is. Because, like, the Panthers are creeping up on them. The Falcons are starting a rookie in Desmond Ritter. So, it's it's not it's not, there's not much to be expected there, right? Uh, from, from the Bucks, like, competition-wise. But, man, they're not a good team. Like, do, do you see them winning a game in the playoffs? Because they'll probably play Dallas. Do you think they can actually beat Dallas? I don't. Like... They're not a good team right now. It's Dallas. Can you expect anybody to beat Dallas any given day? That's the whole thing on that one. <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> that's true, though, about the Cowboys for sure. Yeah, that's seriously about the Cowboys. But, I mean, I mean, Brady is Brady. Brady's going to be efficient at the very least throughout the game. He's got – Plenty of options with Evans Goblin. And then Fournette, he will run his usual um, 
70, 80 yards. Uh, I, I, I don't I think, think so, Mark. I don't. I think that's where we the Bengals can kind of really take over this football game. It's slowing down the run. Here's the thing, Tom. Leonard's not been good this year. No, you're talking about the Bengals taking over or the first round for the Bucks. Oh, you're 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 right. You're right, Mark. You're right. You think I can do that to Dallas? Could I please take the emotional spin on this one? Yes. Take take okay. the wheel, Mike. I'll, I'll go ahead. So, Tom Brady, you got to look at the context behind this season. At the beginning of the year, he was retiring, apparently. And then a, he wasn't, out of the blue. And then we find out that this Giselle controversy is beneath the whole thing. And that that's probably what they were fighting over and that when he decided to go back to football, she left. So I don't know about you guys, you know, I, I, I in politics and finance and things like that, as far as the media that I consume, but sometimes (laughs) I click on, on clickbait and I've been following the saga between Giselle and Tom. Apparently Giselle is with a jujitsu instructor what if he makes her watch him win the Super Bowl? All right, that's not close. I think Tom can still win this. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me go this on that one. Okay. Let me count you. Counter. Okay. Okay. It's a crisp winter eve in Tampa Bay. Yes. Tom Brady <laughs> steps, steps out onto his deck. Yes. Alone because he has lost everything he wants in his life. His wife and yeah. his kids. <laughs> it's his family. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is getting dark, but okay. All right. It sounds like Charlie however, Harper in two and a half minutes. However, however he looks out into that bay and he sees a gleaming light over across the bay. And that gleaming light is Raymond James Stadium. Mm-hmm. That is the light that he wants to prove not only to himself, but to his, his wife and his kids that he needs to succeed at. And with this season, with the rest of the season, Tom Brady can and will, and he has proven in the past, <laughs> be able to succeed to provide for every single member of his family. Okay. So that's the goat we're talking about. That, that started good. That started good. That Got started it. really good, Mark. You kind of puttered down the back end, though, bud. <laughs> no, I did it back end. I, my I mean, I, it'd be was, like, hey, my, man, my you cat. saw he saw the pirate ship and then thought about just throwing cannonball shots deep yeah. to, to <laughs> oh, Evans. That, but that was all he had, you know? Yeah, my cat started playing with my phone cord at the very end. So Strickland, Strickland, Strickland might be playing a little slot instead of uh, DB now, or instead of hey, wide receiver. What do you think? Strickland? <laughs> Is Strickland an orange cat, Mike? Or, I mean, Mark? 
And no, Strickland's the Idaho cat. What what color is that? No, she came from Idaho. She's a black (laughs) dog. She looks like a potato. I've never heard of an Idaho cat before. (laughs) No, this is the most traveled cat in America. Strickland has been through Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, uh, Illinois, She's Iowa. She's been everywhere, man. Indiana. <laughs> Ohio. The desert sands, but, man. Yeah, she's been through 10 states. And just one cat, four years old. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's that's a lot of a lot of mileage there for, for Strickland. Hey, and I think that's why this game's important, by the way, fellas, is like, I still think there's a really good opportunity for the Bengals to, to not have to do all that traveling in the postseason. They could still win home field here. <laughs> that was a hell of a transition. Yeah, he could. He, <laughs> he could it was hard, I'll tell you that, but we found a way. <laughs> good job. He could. <laughs> that was a hell of a good one. I'm sorry, what was your cat's name? Strickland. <laughs> He can he can bypass all the struggle that Strickland's been through. Believe me, you don't want to. Hey, don't Strickland, Strickland, let me say something. <laughs> all right, no, all right, Strickland, <laughs> get out that little that little meow here for the Bengals. We love it. But yeah, I mean, I agree. We gotta we gotta play this thing and and paw around. It's got to come through Acrisure. I mean, there's an opportunity to do so. Really, though, you think about it, like. This game, you win this one. You have the Patriots um, on Christmas Eve up there. Won't be easy by any stretch of the imagination. But but a game that I think that the Bengals will be favored in. I mean, they already are the early favorite three. They're three and a half this week. Then you get the Bills at home and you get the Ravens. Like, you could win out potentially. Or if even if you lose once, which I actually made a wager on that, fellas. Uh the over 11 and a half total for the season for the Bengals, right? I think 12 and five probably wins you this division. 13 and four probably gets you home field for sure. If you went uh-huh. out, you'll probably get home field. The Ravens are dysfunctional right now, too. The offense isn't firing on all cylinders. The I mean, it's quarterback position, though, you know? The Lamar contract situation's kind of rearing its ugly head over the whole thing. I would much rather be Cincinnati right now. You have the, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the upcoming schedule, and you ever have this, I mean, gut feeling when it comes to sports? Oh, yeah. I think if the Bengals get past the Bucks, the Patriots will be easy. The Bills will fall apart in Cincinnati. The Ravens will fall apart. Uh... Tom Brady, that's the so, only hang-up. So you're you're nervous about this one? I'm nervous about this one. Yep. I think yes. I think I am too. Mike, you seem to be the most confident of, of all of this about this weekend. I like, mean the bang the, the Bengals offense is firing on all cylinders right now. I, I think that is what I'm most confident in is the play of the offensive line. Joe Burrow said it in the press conference last week. He thinks that they're playing as well as any unit in football right now. 
the numbers back it up, the way that the Bengals are controlling the line of scrimmage backs that up. And and that was the number one question mark. I think we can finally put the pain new soul draft pick to bed. We made the even though he made <laughs> such a phenomenal catch. What did you guys see that by the way? What the hell of a touchdown! Well, the first down there for Penny Sewell with the lines that was sick. It really was. But yeah, I mean, we got good. Jamar Chase. We're good give, there. Let's give him We're credit good. on that. Yeah, yeah, let's give him credit there. <laughs> and by the way, Blaine, I'd like to address a comment you made earlier. Yeah. When I was younger, I did go to an Andy Dalton versus Tyrod Taylor oh. Bills Bengals game. Uh, didn't keep the ticket stub, but it has happened. <laughs> the a Tyrod man, most tra- He's the Strickland of uh of uh, NFL quarterbacks. He's most been traveled man. He's been through it. He has. <laughs> we no. Make sure Strickland doesn't get any shots of the ribs there, Mark. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, let me let me tell you this. I'm doing uh I'm getting married in this spring and uh all the uh groomsmen of my party, there are five of them, and they're all getting Brian Fitzpatrick jerseys from the teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick played for that they cheer for. So who they <laughs> That every single one of them, I've got Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. I mean, you got okay. I'll give you this one. I'm blaming. You got Calvin. You got the uh, Commanders. You got Shane the Commanders. You got Brandon. You got the Vikings. You got Darby. You got the Buccaneers. And then you got, geez, who's the last one? <laughs> I think it's Jew. Uh, it's oh, geez, I shouldn't say that. Cut that one out. All right, I think I think uh, Jaron is uh, the Ravens. Nice, old Fitz Magic. He he had a career. He really did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. I don't know if y'all seen the Amazon Prime halftime slash post game, but it's rough. Oh, really? It's not good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's isn't he's it's it's magic on there. Uh, Richard Sherman, right? And and I think Sherman is pretty good. I like him. Is Tony Gonzalez ever as well? Tony Gonzalez, he's he's a proven TV guy. Yeah. it's to me, and this is, yeah, it is what it is. I, I just, I have not been over. The one that is, is kind of drags it down is Whitworth, but I haven't been overly impressed by it. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, no, no love for old Andrew Whitworth. I see. I would have, so Sherman, on, you're a Sherman guy. You're a Sherman guy, Mike. I mean, if I want somebody to pull off the edge, I'll take Whitworth, but he's, he's not a great analyst. <laughs> I, I, I think that, um, well, well, he's more well, the Jason Witten okay. type. Okay, what do you think? I, I, I do like Sherman because he's opinionated. I, I, I expected more from Fitzpatrick. But what do you think about uh, RG3, what he's been doing with ESPN? I'm not a fan, honestly. I heard him in the booth for one of these Big 12 games, and let's just say he outperformed some of the other lesser network ESPN. Big I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I think he's good for college football. He is. He is. He's very good. 
But I think just, he's got but, some sort of social media interaction that can help him out, like kind of kind of like a Pat McAfee sort of deal. Monday Night Countdown is the cream of the crop. You got your Randy Mosses, your Adam Schefters. He doesn't deserve on, to be on that. I agree there. Yeah, no, hey, no Moss though anymore on Countdown. Unfortunately, he's he's just on Sundays now. But no who, Mondays okay, for Moss. Okay. Okay, who does? I mean, if you had to pick, other than the, uh, I mean, announcer, who would be your three now or people for Monday Night Countdown? So you can pick anybody. Yeah, anybody. Oh, that's interesting. I, I'm going to put Terry Bradshaw on the desk. I'm going to give Terry. Pat I love Terry. the opportunity he's been waiting for. Him, college game day. Pat McAfee show, whatever. Get you on here. Let's go. On Monday nights. Okay, interesting there, Mike. I like that. Okay. I'll go uh, my first one. I think RG3. I like RG3. I think he's doing good. He's kind of like the Pat McAfee of the NFL right now. And he's giving a different kind of analytic style to the NFL that can draw in viewers on social media. I do love Moss, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm Let's the, go ahead and I'm say that. Moss, he, he's I'm my Moss. next guy. I think we <laughs> all can agree. I love hearing that West Virginia accent on national television. It's, yeah. It's, he's, yeah. He's awesome at what he does. He really has been we, enjoyable in that role. We on, all agree on Moss. He's sir. on NBC. I think Chris Sims is the most knowledgeable quarterback guy in the talk show game right now. Ooh, okay. Interesting there with, with Mike Floria, the West Virginia connection. I like it. Absolutely. Um, so I like I would like to see more from him, but I get him on the da- Dan Patrick show plenty. Um, I don't know. That was a really good question. DP is definitely a closet Bengals fan, no doubt. An all-star team of broadcasters. Yeah, he is Ohio guy. Uh, in his background, ah, man, that is that is a good question because there's just so many people that I like yeah. listening to what they have I mean, to say. I like Dan Patrick to be the studio host guy, him or Isaac, for he's sure. Done, he's done that though. I love uh, uh, the Sunday NFL Network show. Mariucci is is, a, is incredible. I'll say it, and Michael Irvin too. Love Michael Irvin. Even though he had the worst football play I've ever seen in an, from an NFL quarterback, Dan Orlovsky. No, he is terrible. There. I cannot stand Orlovsky. I like Orlovsky. I like just because he BSs on everybody and he just can give some shit to everyone. <laughs> Mike, do you like Orlovsky? I'm going to be honest. I kind of like Orlovsky. See, there we go. (laughs) There we go. I I get the sense that he could probably be like a quarterback's coach at UConn or something. (laughs) I was thinking more along the lines of uh, Western Michigan, but UConn, that works. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he goes back to the alma mater, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to go where the bre- the bread's buttered. Hey, I I also 
oh, damn it, there was a guy. I'm, now I can't think of it. That sucks. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, do want to bring up, and I like this show. It's an FS1 morning show, the Greg Carton show. Kind of interesting show, right? But he was was essentially saying the AFC was only a two-team race between the Bills and the Chiefs. And that was kind of like a, whoa, you got to be kidding me type moment right there. Maybe immediately turned it off because I'm like, I don't want to give him ratings today. Okay. After that take. But just got to say, heard that out there on the on the uh, TV today. Okay, well, not pleased with that. I mean, the uh, well, we've obviously seen what the Chiefs can do with the Bengals, so we've proven that plenty of times in the past. The Bills, uh, Josh Allen, you can't bet against them too much, but I think the defense with Cincinnati, if Eli Apple can get a his apple out of his ass. I think that the Bengals can definitely pull that out, and that'll be an easy path to the Super Bowl. Eli Apple is a conundrum. He's a he's a big play guy, but just not a very good cover guy. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I, I'll say this though: you could do a lot worse than Eli Apple. I totally agree. I'm not here yeah. for Ender either. Yeah, I mean Hill Hill's been very good. Taylor Britt was great on Sunday. Uh, I oh, mean, it, it, it's unfortunate yeah. you have you you don't have a Wuzier anymore because he was a top five corner in football. But the Bengals have, have continued to win in spite of not having the best health, and I think that's so important. And it's going to be a sign of things to come. Hopefully, as we continue to go down this stretch run. You fellas feel good about my bet, though, over 11 and a half. Uh, I think I'll go over 11 and a half, yeah. Because the way the Bengals have been able to perform, like you said, I mean, just the health issues the team has had. They got to play us. They got to play us. I mean, I think that mantra is so good by this team right now. You got to play us. So I think they got to play us. They've got plenty of opportunities to just take teams down and take down the NFL right now, the establishment really, with the Buccaneers, the Patriots, and Josh friggin' Allen. I think that the Bengals have the chance. So game on, who day, let's go. I'm feeling good, Blaine Train. I think we're going to win the division. The, the The Baltimore Ravens are currently in dysfunction, and the Bengals are doing what they did last season, getting hot at the right time. I knew it wasn't time to hit the panic button after the loss, after the early Ravens loss, after stubbing our toe a couple times. I wasn't worried about it. The Bengals are kicking things into gear. Joe Burrow's starting to get that swag about him. And I heard him talk about it in his presser last week, and it is fun to watch. Jamar Chase is so skilled at just getting over top of the defense. It's like it's hard to – it's hard like, – you don't even know how he does it. He's not like a, like a 4-2 guy. He's fast, but it's not like he's got blazing speed. Like He's, he's just slippery, seen. you know? He's always open, though. Oh, he – I mean, he's got the vertical. It's ridiculous. 
I mean, man, he he was so clutch on Sunday with not having Higgins and Boyd. Uh, hopefully, has anybody seen the kind of the status on those guys yet? Uh, shouldn't be a long time for either one of them, correct? I think Boyd was just kind of a I, dislocated finger. I'm just guessing um, spitballing. I'd say Higgins will probably be good because that was just a uh, hamstring aggravated it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, honestly, Mike, on your point there about the Ravens, too, you look at their schedule coming up. I mean, the Browns on the road without potentially Jackson or Huntley, Falcons as well, Steelers again. Like, if they don't get them back soon, they could definitely drop one, and then that sets up that game on the eighth to be for everything. Oh. And you can win the division right then and there, which would be phenomenal I'm- because then you get the home game in the playoffs. But the only thing about that is, though, you have to play the Chargers more than maybe the Chargers as opposed to getting a game or the Dolphins as opposed to getting a game with the Titans. But I think you'd rather be at home than on the road. How about this call? Let's uh, guess this. The uh, rest of the Ravens season. All right. Let's let's do it. What do you got there? Fire it up. <laughs> Caught everybody off guard on that one, didn't well, what, what, what do you got? What What do you think there? I mean, Browns well, I think this right week now, loss, I think. Right now, I think the uh, – I think Deshaun Watson's going to finally start showing something this coming Saturday, and I think the uh, Browns are going to be able to take over the Ravens I don't know what the spread is. Cleveland, Cleveland's said. a three-point favorite. Cleveland's three-point. Yeah, I think they'll cover easily. I think that'll happen. I think the Ravens will cover and beat the Falcons, too. I think it depends on health, but you're probably right about that. They'll probably find a way to they'll beat the Falcons. A way. They'll find a way. The Falcons haven't been worth the damn all year. I think the Steelers will pull one of their random bullshit <laughs> wins and beat the Ravens on New Year's Day. I can get behind that. Yeah, straight up. Especially if Pickett's back. Yeah, and then the bank is not back. And even if he is, if, if TJ Watt's causing havoc, you never know. Absolutely, yeah. And then the Bengals... Straight up, you know me. Well, hey, that I mean, at that point in time, you feel real good about the division. I mean, Mike, what do you think? I mean, do you feel good about overtaking them, the Ravens? If the Ravens had a red hot Lamar Jackson, yep, I agree. Different story, Hollywood Brown. I'd be nervous, but the Bengals appear to be on an upward trajectory, and the Ravens would. The Ravens would. I'm all over the place, guys. We're we're already in the full swing of things. I'm sorry. All right. The, so yeah. we're we're in Ravens Browns right now. No, <laughs> no Ravens Woods. Ravens the Ravens. Okay. Ravens. Wait. Well, hey, let's let let's get the Sunday project predictions here. Um, three and a half point favorite for the Bengals. I like the. I think I like the Bengals in the end to cover the total at forty four. 
I honestly think you got to take the over as well. Um, I'll go the over on this one. I think the Bengals, I mean, they've got enough firepower on the offense. I think they're going to show a little bit more. They're holding a little bit back on off on the running game. I think with Mixon back, and you've seen how much P. Ron has done really well with the Bengals recently, I think they're just going to start showing just a little bit of it, not too much, but just enough to keep the playoff teams a little bit in touch. Guys, let's be honest. This time of year, there's only one human being that matters. We saw oh. last season. Okay, maybe two counting Money McPherson. But we, we, we know the guy that's going to control this city's destiny. And his name is Joey Burrow. Uh, I went to Athens High School a couple weeks ago. Blaine, did I tell you about my trip to Athens High School? I, I did hear a little bit about this, but love to hear it again. I don't believe on the air, though, I don't think. Uh, you're right. You're right. Oh, I, I went. I called it Athens Gallia Academy basketball game, and it was a full circle experience. I, I went to Athens. You look to the right. It's all darkness. You see nothing but just these this green lettering in the distance that says Joe Burrow Stadium in the Ohio countryside. This guy's our age. Okay? Think about that. Think, what if Nitro High School's football stadium was Blaine Smith's stadium? It'd be something. It, it will never be, yeah. though. Kids are already a legend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Easily. He's mature beyond his years. He's got swag like I've never seen, but more importantly, he's got accuracy like I've never seen. And he's locked in, and he's hot right And it's our time, baby. I'm riding with the Bengals because I'm riding with Joe Burrow, and that probably won't change as long as the Bengals have Joe Burrow. I'm with you on that, Mike. Absolutely. Hammer down the Bengals minus three in the hook. Good Lord, Mike. In the over. You just gave me a – Church choir right there. Yeah. On that one. Give Good me job. I'm not tired yet, man. Praise it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Who day Jesus? <laughs> and Nitro needs to get to work on that. Well, maybe maybe the pool, Mike. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe if we ever get a pool, maybe we could we could look <laughs> into that. It'd probably be I'd probably give up to Carl Jason Carlson, my coach though. He was Okay. He he, he built a little dynasty. Uh, there and and actually, Nitro had three lanes worth of warm ups there the other night. It was kind of crazy. Just little little West Virginia swimming minute there for you guys, but uh, it's gonna be awesome. I, I cannot wait. Cannot wait for Sunday the rest of the season. The ride Christmas Eve game with the Pats up there in Foxborough. Hope it snows a ton and we just run it right down their throat. Gonna be awesome, fellas. We'll come back for a little more time in the Hootay Lounge next week. Hopefully after a win versus the Goat, but uh. Till next time, y'all take it easy and uh, who day? Who day? Who day? Who day? Who they think I'll meet them Bengals? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs>